When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, we're at the design offices. Firstly, got to say, nice. And Matching Boxing USA offices. Where's that? Is that downstairs? Yeah. Okay. But designer hire. We share the office. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Seen your advert everywhere. Um, Obviously, when I go onto my YouTube page, it's mostly followed with uh, filled with boxing content. So, but yeah, I've been seeing your advert. Um, what do you think? Very good. Very good. Spines tingling content, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's where's that been broadcast? Has that been on television as well? Yes, yeah, so it's it's part of our fight season campaign. Obviously, promoting Triple G this weekend, Canelo, second of November. Uh, Frank's favourite fight of the year, KSI Logan Paul 2, and obviously AJ Ruiz in December. So we're promoting oh, that's a full season of fight content. We launched that campaign on NBC, so Sunday Night Football, the NFL content on Sunday. Uh, biggest audience in a few years against that game, so 25 million people watching. And we ran that ad for the first time, um, yeah, to that audience. So it's now out there on, on TV, we're, we're backing up on social, uh, yeah, the campaign's underway. Okay, let's just run through the schedule for design. So, obviously Saturday night, Golovkin, back to the garden. Then we have Usyk, next. Chicago. Yep. Then, is there a bit of a break then? Couple of weeks and you've got the World Boxing Super Series finals. Yeah, uh, but prior to that you've got um, uh, Pro, Pro Gray Taylor in London. Obviously, Eddie is now involved with that with the Southern guys around um, the, the World Boxing Super Series, so that's great. Then we're into November, two massive weekends back to back for us. November the 2nd, Canelo Kovalev in Vegas, and then KSI Logan Paul, November the 9th. Those two weekends are huge for us. And then a bit of a break again, and you've got um, AJ Ruiz in Saudi on December the 7th. So, yeah, pretty packed schedule next couple of months. As Eddie would say, painting. I'll let Eddie say that. I'll avoid saying that. No context, Markovsky. No context, Smith. Is there, is there one for you? For who? Yeah. I don't really say anything controversial enough. Mm. And you're not well known enough either. Oh, mate, come on, I got. No context, Action Bronson would potentially get some. Heat. No one knows what Action Bronson is. Who well, looks like you? <laughs> Have you got it? <laughs> he doesn't even know. Do you know what I realised? At the start of your interview, you didn't go this to Umar, Umar, IFL, Umar for IFL, and I'm here with Frank Smith and, or Joe Markovsky. Frank I don't Smith. Have to introduce you. So, Action Bronson is Frank's doppelganger. Um, let's get on. What do people think? Nothing. He's getting that way. Thank you. Yeah, how's it going on the way front? It's a really important question. Why are you laughing? We always have a... It's good, I just had a fruit bowl. Um, I'm down to 15 stone 10. I'm taking my vitamin C tablets in the morning, bit of zinc, vitamin B12. You know, I'm, I'm a new man. Buzzing about. Look at me, I, look, I think I look fresh. In the gym this morning? I was in the gym this morning on the Peloton bike. Yeah. 
You've been to Saudi recently, haven't you? A few times, yeah. Uh, how's it going in terms of the arena front? Um, it, this is going to be spectacular. Painting, as Eddie would say. Well, okay. I'm not allowed to say painting. No, I thought we weren't saying that. Oh, that was maybe only Joe. It is going to be unbelievable. The setup is out of this world. Details announced very soon on the tickets, and uh, the build starts actually started the other, other day. Price range is it going to be similar to kind of garden prices, cheaper, more? You'll see when they, they're releasing, but it's you know, we've shared all the data around the previous events, so they've got that and they'll release it all. But you know, they want to bring in a huge traveling audience for this event, um, not just UK, but US, Mexico, etc. So. Joe, uh, what were your feelings when it was announced that rematch was going to take place in Saudi? Uh, we weren't particularly happy with it. Um, our preference, when we were honest with, with Frank and Eddie, uh, was for the fight to happen in, in the US. Um, it's a bigger fight for us, being, being honest, if it happens at MSG or in Vegas or in LA, rather than Saudi. But look, we've, we've, we've secured a deal with Matchroom to broadcast it. I think it's a huge you know, moment for AJ here. It continues to sort of his journey in the US. Um, it's up against some competitive content with with um, with some American football content that's being broadcast that day, um, which will be a challenge. But we're sort of we're building that into our plan. Um, we've had a good week last week, you know, promoting or securing some promotional content with AJ in, in, in Sheffield. So we're pumped about it. It's, it's as I say, it's part of a great season of, of fight sports uh, for us that we're really excited about. And um, yeah, it's going to be a big afternoon of. Of, for, for the American fans of the fight nights. What's the time difference between here and Saudi? I think it'll be seven hours. Yeah, it's like four o'clock, five o'clock US time Eastern, um, which you know is what it is. And we'll um, yeah, say so we're expecting a big audience against it, so, so no issues on that front. In terms of the first fight, obviously, I'm not sure if you're going to reveal how many figures or viewing figures it did, but I'm guessing you're expecting less for the rematch just because it is in Saudi and the time. Difference. No, I think more. Really? Because I think the one, it comes at the end of a huge schedule, so that the sub numbers will be at the biggest level they've ever been at. Uh, two, it's a bigger fight than the first fight, for obvious reasons, for, for, for the, the boxing, the British boxing fans here in particular, and, and the broader American boxing fan base. So uh, it's a bigger fight, and therefore it's going to be a bigger audience. Okay. So uh, yeah, we're excited about that. Another controversial topic in boxing at the moment is KSI, Logan Ball too. I didn't put it in the schedule. If you saw that IFL tweet and Instagram post I put up for the Zone schedule, and you, I think you commented as well, saying, where is that fight? Just because, from a, a boxing page view, it's perhaps, it doesn't sit well with uh, hardcore fans. I'm sure you can see that as well. Mm. Um, but I'm sure you didn't, it didn't take sort of a, a second thought to get that fight on the Zone, just considering how many subsets can bring in. Yeah, if we sat here and worried only about hardcore fans, and serving those hardcore fans only for the rest of time. We'd never grow the size of the audience watching boxing. Boxing as a sport would stay stagnant and it wouldn't grow. So the big beauty of this fight for the sport of boxing is it's going to bring in millions and millions of, of the fans that these guys have on, on, you know, on their other platforms, on YouTube, on social, and introduce them again to the sport of boxing. I think the beauty of having Billy Joe and other sort of real boxers on, on the undercard and on the main, on the main card alongside it is that it introduces them not only to <clears throat> the fight they're primarily attracted to, but it introduces those those guys, Billy Joe and others, to that audience. And hopefully, if I think Eddie said, if 10, 20% of those guys stick around and watch watch AJ Ruiz the following month, watch other content we've got on DAZN, 
that's going to create more boxing fans. And I don't think hardcore boxing fans can, can really complain about that too much. It increases the interest in boxing. That's only a good thing for the sport, in my opinion. Mm. Frank, with someone obviously d directly involved with Matchroom, just signed Billy Joe Saunders, you've got Devin Haney. There's been a, a fair amount of criticism about those guys, especially Billy, as he's a, a two-time, two-weight world champion, being on the undercard of two YouTubers making their professional debut. Mm. Uh, your thoughts on that? I think Billy said it himself, didn't he? You know, I think someone asked him, it may have been Coogan asked him this question or yourself. And isn't it just good for his career, extra exposure? So you're gonna have the people who already know about him will watch him, which is great. And then this whole new audience, this whole new group of people, as Joe said, who maybe in the past wouldn't have watched boxing, will now watch Billy Joe Saunders, Devon Haney, as you say, and they can then choose whether they wanna carry on in that journey down the road. But I can't see why the fact of them being on a show that is going to be reach a wider audience than maybe them being on a, another show. Like, what's the problem? I don't really see. But if he was fighting Golovkin's on the card this Saturday, he wouldn't get the reach at all, nowhere near. Well, no, he'd still get a reach, but this is a new audience. So on that show, you're going to have the boxing audience who want to watch Billy Joe Saunders, Devin Haney, mm -hmm. etc. They will watch it, and you're also going to have a whole new audience that hopefully they can put themselves into and, and they'll follow the journey along the way. The biggest criticism I have of, like in sport, looking at certain rights holders and organisations in sport is they don't try new things and innovate. People mock cricket, right? I use this analogy a lot. People mock cricket for being like a boring old man sport. But 20 years ago, they launched a new format in 2020 that's now like dominating the world of cricket and it's got its own World Cup and it does huge broadcast rights sales. That was innovation. It was changing the format and changing the sort of approach to that sport. It introduced the game to a new audience. Boxing hasn't done enough of that. And this is an example of innovation of a different kind, introducing the sport to a whole new, different audience, as we've said. So I don't really understand any criticism of it. It brings new people to the sport. If you love the sport, surely you want the sport to be healthier with a bigger audience following it and all the benefit that comes with that. Rights fees, marketing interest, more people talking about it. It can only be a good thing for the sport. I also think these people who are saying this is disrespectful, this is this, these are just fans who aren't fighters, right? So let's ask the fighters who are actually boxing on the show, are you happy about it? Billy Joe Saunders, yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. Devin Haney, oh you have, yeah, I think it's unbelievable. Our other younger fighters, yeah, it's great. So like, mm. unless they're just, they're not lying. And also other boxers who aren't involved in the event, who aren't even matchroom fighters or affiliated with the zone. Tyson Fury's come out and supported it. Anthony Joshua's come out and supported it. We were with Canelo last week in LA. He loves the idea because of the reasons we've laid out. They see the benefit to the sport. They like the fact the sport's trying new things. So as Frank said, it's just a few sort of. Yeah, but Dave from Doncaster, isn't happy about it because he doesn't think that these guys should be on the undercard so yeah well Dave from Detroit's not happy about it in some cases either but you know it, it's just for us it's it's innovation it's trying new things all with a view of, of growing the, the audience and, and therefore making the sport and our businesses be, being honest healthier can you see this happening more often moving forward then I can I can see us continuing to innovate and that will take different forms um, we'll look at whether or not we do more things like this um, once we see how November the 9th goes. Um, we're not going to make plans far ahead of it. It's, it's a new thing for us, we'll test it on November the 9th. Er, I mean, early indications are, I mean, the social numbers and the viewership numbers of all the content we've produced, um, the press conference, everything we've done with, with Logan and with uh, KSI since, 
are absolutely astronomical. That, that sort of teed up the London press conference uh, on Monday next week, which I'm sure you, you guys will be at. So look, it, it's, it's, got a, it's a different audience, it's got huge interest, and it, the early indications are it's gonna be a really successful night for, for us and for Matchroom. It's great for you as well. Yeah, it's on YouTube, so mm. it's directly well, linked. Well, all, all, everyone who does what you do, it's brilliant. The fight's not on YouTube, the fight's exclusively yeah. live on Design USA. Yeah, that is a good point you raised actually. It's not going to be on their YouTube channel, the KSI and Melbourne Paul. The fight won't be, no, and nor is the previous fight. The previous fight was on YouTube on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, we're obviously offering it on Design as part of the standard subscription offer uh, as part of that wider fight season we mentioned. But there's there's plans being made for, for the undercard and, and uh, and the early fights on that show to be to be broadcast off off the zone to, to generate interest in it. The press conferences, all the build-up content, sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, obviously will be all over their their YouTube channels and, and our YouTube channels, social channels. Well, it's a huge period coming up with you, a Canelo fight, mm. the fight we just talked about, and a Joshua fight, kind of your <clears throat> faces of the zone, if you like. Moving forward into next year, uh, where do you see the zone? In a healthy position. Uh, ending the year strongly with that schedule driving it and then continuing to make the best schedule in boxing. Um, we're working with these guys at a decent meeting yesterday talking about what the first sort of part of 2020 looks like from a scheduling perspective. So we're announcing that probably around the Canelo fight and around the, um, the, 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 the KSI fight and the AJ fight. So more to come is really the message. Continued investment in boxing, uh, continued growth of our subscription base. You know, and, and continuing to the earlier point, trying new things to, to generate interest and to, and to grow the audience watching boxing, primarily here in the US and in all the markets that we operate in. Frank will know uh, the amount of hate that comes towards Matrim. Are you surprised uh, at the amount of people in boxing that <coughs> want to see Design fail? People who work in boxing, like competitors, mm-hmm. not surprised by that, no. Uh, I think I don't give too much thought to that. Uh, we work with, we believe to be the, uh, the the best people in boxing. We've got a fantastic group of partners uh, who are providing us with you know that schedule that we've talked about. Um, I care more about how we're engaging with boxing fans and how we're generating new boxing fans. And I think uh, you know that the indications there. If you scan social, you look at our subscription numbers. That's all tracking very positively. So there's always going to be in this in this industry in the sport of boxing. There's going to be you know, different sides of the coin, you have different opinions, obviously with their reasoning behind that. It doesn't bother us too much and we don't get too much flack about that. We're, we're investing lots of money in the sport of boxing to make it better, to make it more accessible to boxing fans. Um, if people want to hate on that, they can hate on that, but we don't give it too much thought. Eddie's uh, been quite vocal about the fact that pay-per-views dead or going to become dead in America. Reports were that Spence Porter did around 300k uh, on Fox pay-per-view. I'm not sure if that's something true. It's come from an insider at Fox. Do you think price points uh, from other broadcasters, ESPN, Fox, are going to change? Will they have to change their price point? Say from eighty to forty dollars, for example. If we continue to capture the best fights in the sport, or a majority of the best fights in the sport, and put them out on a model subscription model that's a fraction of the price of what pay-per-views are currently charging. I'd imagine sitting in that office, you're going to have to think we have to change our model, um, especially if the numbers buying at 80, 90 bucks a pop continue to decline, which they are, and that's only been accelerated by our entry into the US and our, our changing model. So, yes, I think they will look at reducing the price. I imagine they'll look at reducing the volume of fights that are going out on, on pay-per-view, and we'll continue to try and make as many of those fights happen on the zone 
obviously completely ignoring pay-per-view. So uh, all of those things combined, I think, will contribute to a dropping number of pay-per-view shows and probably long-term for the pay-per-views that remain a dropping price point. But that's obviously a decision that other businesses will have to take. Um, yeah, look, our, our focus is on getting as many of those fights that matter onto the zone platform and we've been pretty successful with that looking into the next two or three months we want to continue that into 2020. Scheduled till December 7th, how many fights do you think could be a pay-per-view fight on, on design? So you've got Canelo Kovalev, that's an obvious one. I think um, KSR Logan Paul was a pay-per-view at a different price point last time but in terms of the interest amongst I mean, the audience that would watch that and pay for it, it's definitely at pay-per-view levels. Um, Joshua Ruiz? Joshua if was, Ruiz. If it was in the US. If it was in the US, it would be a pay-per-view, 100%. Uh, I don't think it would be a pay-per-view if it, given where it's being held or if it was in the UK. With the time zone, it obviously makes yeah. a difference. It does make a difference. Um, I think those three definitely. I think Triple G this weekend, you could make an argument. I, I think probably would you'd suggest maybe not. Um, but he's done significant numbers of, of, of his own away from the Canelo fights on pay-per-view previously in a fight that are lesser than this Derevinchenko fight. So uh, you could definitely make that case. Um, but, but it doesn't really matter because they're not, none of them are. They're all on disown at a 1999. That's I'm trying to get that point across how many of your fights. I mean, very helpfully on stage for us. The next three months, October, November, December, you've got Triple G, Derevinchenko, you've got uh, AJ Ruiz, you've got Kelly Kovalev, you've got KSL Logan-Paul and both World Boxing Super Series finals, plus other stuff. So that's three months. If you bought the annual pass tomorrow morning, you're paying $27 or less for those three plus months. Usyk. Plus Usyk. Plus Usyk on the 12th. Plus Billy right. Joe Saunders on the undercard. Hey, so you're paying $27 just for that three month, for that entire three month period, which is a quarter or a third of what one pay-per-view, and you're getting at least three pay-per-views in that period. So it's it's unprecedented value, and you can't really argue with that. It's not just our marketing that says that, it's, it's obvious fact. Mm. Um, so the fact that we can talk about how many of them are pay-per-view doesn't really matter, none of them are. They're all on zone, and um, yeah, we're excited to get behind that with the marketing campaign that we've talked about at the start. Frank, I guess this is more for you, uh, moving away from the US into the UK with Sky Sports, schedule from now as well till Christmas looks really Stacked. healthy. See, first half of the year, think fair to say wasn't the best that Sky had. Is that fair, Frank? Yeah, I think we were quite open that we needed to improve on things and, you know, we've worked through it. And now you look at the schedule we've announced already, October 19th, Ritson against Davis. That's gonna, that's probably 50 tickets away from selling out and gonna be, you know, you saw the social numbers around when we announced that fight. It's gonna be massive on Sky. October 26th, obviously, we need to now find a new Chisora opponent, but we've got Progray against Taylor, which is a massive fight. Burns Selby on the undercard, Akolian Garbu, Connor Ben, etc. Then you go to November 2nd, Casey Taylor, Joshua Buatzi in Manchester. Then you've got November 23rd, we've got the Callum Smith John Ryder world title fight. Mm. And, you know, there's a number of other shows, including the ones coming in from the US as well. I think we've got about 20 shows on Sky, you've got the MTK Golden Contract on there. So, so we, we, we've got a great relationship with Sky as well, so working with Adam and his team, our, our sales teams are, are, are working out ways to get as many of the, the fights that we're broadcasting in the US onto the Sky schedule as well. So that's, that's, that's a healthy partnership that benefits British boxing fans as well. Mm. Just back to Golovkin, actually, what happened with Canelo GG3? Because you signed both guys to the zone, yep. so I'm sure you're pushing hard for that trilogy. Um, where are we with that? Uh, look, 
absolutely the intention of, of everyone involved to make that fight happen. Um, candidly, we, we want that fight to happen. It's important for our business that it does. Um, they're in the same sort of environment of the zone. So, um, look, there's been lots of back and forth. There's lots of politics that I won't bore you with that that mean that we're we're sort of uh, we're focused on on Kovalev for the moment from a Canelo perspective. Um, we have and we're seeing Golden Boy tomorrow in the office to talk about various things, including that. So um, it's great that, that matching are working with Triple G uh, as, as well as his broader team. That makes the conversations easier with with obviously Eddie and Frank's support. Um, the update really is after November second, assuming. Uh, Triple G gets through this weekend, which is no guarantees in a tough fight with Derevchenko. Assuming Canelo comes through November the second with a win against uh, Kovalev, which again is no, no guarantee. Um, I think we'll, we'll gather everyone in, the, in a room and, and, and try and hash out that deal for 2020. Um, inboxing these things takes some time. Uh, there's lots of different considerations, but from our perspective, from Golden Boy perspective, from a matching perspective, we all want that fight to happen, and we're very focused on doing that. Assuming those two wins happen. Uh, right at the back end of the year after the two fights. Is that the biggest fight that can be on his own at the moment, looking at the landscape? Um, right now, in ter- if you're looking at like previous broadcast numbers and pay-per-view sales, those two fights did 1.3 and 1.1 million sales in the US. They're huge fights. They're big pay-per-view numbers. Um, yeah, I think probably is would be the biggest fight we can make. Um, but look, there's lots of things happening. Obviously, there's the, the heavyweight division is extremely interesting right now. AJ. Uh, what happens next after December the 7th is, is going to be hugely interesting. Lots of American considerations there. The middleweight division is is hotting up with those two guys you mentioned, as well as many others who are under the matching Golden Boy design sort of environment. So there's lots of considerations, um, lots of big fights to be made. That probably is the biggest, yeah. Deontay Wilder, uh, you guys obviously put several offers, I think, uh, into Deontay, had numerous conversations with him. Again, Joshua has got a massive task in front of him. Mm. Uh, everyone is talking about that fight for months with Joshua, not what goes on ahead. Mm. But planning apart from you, he's talking about John Taylor. I am talking about, and I, because there's no secret. I think apart from Canelo Golovkin, probably Joshua Wilder's next in terms of the biggest fight that can be on the zone. Which is that fair? Well, but Deontay Wilder's not got a relationship with the zone right no, now. No, but I'm, if, if, if that fight were to be made. Yeah, but there's lots of ifs and buts. I mean, the biggest fight the zone could make could be, you know, Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Ifs and buts and maybes. You know, there's loads of things that could happen. Uh, we've got a great relationship with AJ. I think it's nice, actually, from his, from his perspective. He said this, that no one's speaking about what happens next. Mm. None of that happens unless he beats Andy Ruiz. If he loses Andy Ruiz again, the Deontay Wilder fights, the Tyson Fury fights, not for me to say, for, for these guys would agree, they, they disappear or become extremely difficult for AJ to get. Would you not agree? And yeah, he needs to win that fight. He needs to win the fight. But just specifically on, on Wilder, actually, I heard that his relationship with, with Dizone and, and his people were talking and they got on, etc. I think he's got a three fight deal. Well, I did say, I was going to say Showtime, but now he, he's fighting on Fox. I don't know when that runs out. Are you going to push to get Wilder again into next year? We will look after December the 7th. That's the next major heavyweight fight we've got on the platform. Um, in boxing, you can't you can't plan too far ahead because loads of things can change. Um, we will look at the heavyweight landscape at, after that date and we'll say, what are we doing in 2020? If AJ's won that fight, it's a very different situation, as we've said, if he doesn't. So, uh, we want the biggest fights to happen on the zone. That's a really obvious statement. Uh, if after December the seventh, 
one of the biggest fights in boxing is Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua uh, in the US. We'll try and make that happen as we sought to try and make it happen previously. Uh, right now though, the focus from AJ, from matching from us in relation to AJ is on that Ruiz rematch. Um, and we're in a very good position to go and have all of the conversations that need to happen to make those fights happen into 2020. So yeah, it's probably in the back of our heads as something we want to do, but there's lots of things that need to happen before we go and make any offers or moves to make it happen. Okay. Another a burning question about the zone is when it's <laughs> launched in the UK, um, has there been sort of any talk about that, any developments with that, John? No. We're in nine markets of the world, um, US and Canada being one, that's where so the markets that we manage out of here, um, we're focused on those nine. There's, there's teams in London that are always looking at where we could go next. Um, right now, there's no plans to launch in the U in the UK. There's no plans imminently to launch anywhere else. We're focused on on the markets we're in because we've got huge content, not just in boxing but in soccer, in American football, in uh, tennis, in uh, uh, baseball, and other markets. There's loads of content we've got to focus on driving subscription growth for. And uh, that's where the, the, the focus lies right now. Um, in, in due course, we'll of course launch in all places. We're growing very, very quickly, but right now there's no, there's no plans to launch in the UK. Outside of the US, where are you doing best in terms of numbers? Canada? Canada's had a, I'm very happy to say Canada's had a good season start with NFL and Premier League. And my, my colleagues in the, in the UK have heard that from me uh, loud and clear the last few weeks. Japan's a big market for us, massive market for us, one of the first we launched in. Um, so that's, that's growing very nicely. Germany and Austria and Switzerland, which is sort of one market for us, is in a really healthy position, again, led by, by football content, European soccer content. Um, Italy, again, we've got Bundes, um, sorry, Syria outrights in, in, in Italy exclusively, three games a week. So that's, that's you know, Ronaldo playing for Juventus exclusively, domestically, occasionally on, on, on the zone, Italy. So that's, that's growing very nicely. I think there are a more established markets. They're the most mature, the ones that have been around for the longest. Their markets like obviously Spain and Brazil and Canada, which have launched more recently, are are growing nicely, but are sort of smaller markets relative to those those other three. So, uh, yeah, health, healthy businesses all around the world. So I know in a way Danae is going to be uh, on the zone here. Does that mean also in Japan as well? Around Japan? Uh, I don't think we've got the rights for uh, the World Boxing Series in Japan. I need to check that. So that's taken off with Inoue in Japan. Yeah, look, we've got healthy boxing business in, in Japan. We, we work closely with, with Murata. We've broadcast his fights previously in Japan exclusively. So yeah, boxing is big in Japan, but so is soccer. We've got pretty much all the soccer in domestic and, and all the European leagues as well, including the Premier League there. We own all of the domestic baseball, which is the top sport in Japan, as well as the MLB. So, yeah, Design Japan, where I used to work, uh, is a fantastic offer for fans. But I doubt there's many Design Japan people watching this right now in terms of subscribers. So, um, yeah, big, big up IFL Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what fight are you most looking forward to on Design? You've got to pick one between now and December 7th. What fight am I most looking forward to? You were saying Kelo earlier. I say, yeah, I think Canelo Kovalev is a very good fight, actually. Very intriguing. I think, though, the mo fight I am most excited for is Ruiz Joshua. Because you've invested so heavily yeah. with Josh as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's probably just a personal thing over years and years. Mm. So. Who did you start with with Matrim? What do you mean? Like from from day one. So I know you work with one of the FI brothers. FI, Joshua, Ruiz. All the all the guys that came in there, like I, I was the same Ruiz. time. Yeah, why did you say Ruiz? Did I say Ruiz? 
<laughs> Get that one quiet. <laughs> I've worked with him since his amateur days. Uh, no, all the guys from the start. Basically, when Eddie started, that's when I was involved in the boxing. And look where you are now. Yeah, 72nd floor. What floor is Matchroom Office on? 71st. Is it? Hmm. Soon to be 72, they're moving upstairs. Oh, okay. Neighbours. Noisy neighbours. I feel like a bit of a spare piece in this interview, to be honest. We've got our own Q&A coming up. Have we? Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.